Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. And as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Last week, it was a very busy sports episode, as it was the first show of the new year. But this year is seemingly just as busy as well as, you know, this week. This whole year so far seems like it's been super busy for St. Ambrose Sports. And this week, like I said, was absolutely no different. Beautiful day here in Davenport. Had some, what felt like it could have been 60-degree weather, but really more so high 40s. Uh, I believe at one point it even hit into the 50s, so absolutely beautiful weather. Was able to break out the shorts for the first time this year, a bit earlier than I thought I was going to be able to. But uh, I don't know about everybody else. I loved it. So for tonight's episode, I've got seven different sports to talk about, but before we get going, however, I do have a bit of news. Last week, I did a spring sports preview for the men's volleyball team, and I said that I would have another one this week. Uh, I am no longer going to be doing those previews because I was just kind of doing the math in my head, going over some of the sports I wanted to preview coming up in this spring semester. But by the time I get to a majority of these sports, they're already going to be in season. And, you know, it's uh, it's a bit hard to preview a sport that's already in action. So with that, I'm not going to do any more spring sport previews, however... I will try to find at least one new spring sport to talk about each week, this week included. I do hope everyone understands, but, you know, like I said, these sports will also be talked about at some point or another. Now, let's get right into the episode, starting it off with the swim and dive teams, as these teams in the past week had a matchup with Augustana at the Central Natatorium here in Davenport, where both of these teams came out victorious. For the men's team, it was a final score of 159-60 to over the Vikings. This men's team dominated with 23 different swimmers who had top three finishes in their respective events. McKee Hasim and Brett Jones win my men's swim and dive members of the week as Hasim came in with three first-place finishes and Jones came in first place twice and second place once. For the women's team, the final score of 120-107 to 107 was also enough to get the W put onto the schedule. The women's team also had double-digit members in the top three finishers, but with the exact number being 12, it was hard to pick my standout member of the, uh, you know, the competition. However, I am going to give it to Anna Goot as she put up three first-place finishes, against Augustana. These teams will not be in action again until February 14th, so nothing that I'll be talking about next week, but I will kind of preview that matchup in next week's episode. Now, the next sport I have to talk about is track and field, as just like the swim and dive teams, SAU's track and field squads have been moving at full speed. Over the past weekend, both of these teams were at home in the WRC for the Fighting Bee Invite. For the men's team, they took first place out of the 14 teams in the meet, totaling a score of 133.5 points. To start talking about the men's team, let's take a look at the national qualifiers. Will Riemsma qualified in both the 600-meter run and the 60-meter hurdles. He also broke the school record for the 600-meter run. Then... 
Chris Mezzarindino qualified in the 1,000 meter, and Joshua Modic qualified for the pole vault. This is apparently Modic's like third week in a row breaking his own school record, which is absolutely unbelievable in the pole vault. Number just keeps going up and up. And, uh, yeah, the men's 4x400 team also ended up qualifying for nationals, so a very good Fighting B invite for this men's team. Just like the men, it was also a first-place finish for the women's team out of the 13 teams with a total score of 128.5 points. Anna Miller qualified for nationals in the shot put, and Gabby Butler qualified for the 400-meter dash. Butler took first place twice this weekend, as did Anisha Goss two times in the triple and long jumps. Miller took first place in shot. In other news, junior thrower Ashlyn Utterback broke her personal PR, going from a 9.99 meter to a 10.76 meter in the shot put, so almost a full meter's difference in the PR. Both the men's and women's track and field teams will be back in action this weekend as, for the first time as a team, the Bees will be traveling to Bourbonnais, Illinois, out to Olivet Olivet Nazarene University for the Walter Kramer invite. In terms of wrestling and bowling, I know I kind of talked about this earlier on in uh, last week's episode, but neither one of these teams have competed in the past week. And, you know, why am I lumping these two together? Why can't I talk about them separately? They're just both so similar. Nah, obviously, I'm just kidding. Like I said, they just, they both haven't been competing this past week. So, felt appropriate to just kind of lump them in together. So, looking at it for wrestling, it's the Raider Duels from Orange City, Iowa this Saturday. And for the bowling team, it's the Cohawk Open from Cedar Rapids on Saturday and Sunday. Good luck to both of the teams who are competing, as I'm sure both of those teams will come back very successful. Now, obviously their season has not started yet, but starting soon will be SAU baseball and softball season, as the one thing I do want to talk about with this St. Ambrose baseball team is the new coach that the Fighting Bees have in Tony Huntley, Uh, Tony Huntley stepping in as the head coach for the first time this year. He's been with the team for a very long time, serving as both a player and an assistant coach. Uh, Coach Huntley is, you know, a a very nice guy. I think that's the best way to put it. I kind of lost my train of thought of where exactly I was going (laughs) with that last statement. But, you know, he served as the head of facilities for a long time here at St. Ambrose. So when the new football season, uh, or, you know, when the football season came about this year and St. Ambrose stepped into their new stadium for the first time, uh, Coach Huntley kind of gave us a tour of, you know, the new stadium kind of showed us where we'd be able to set up for our broadcasts, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the baseball team does this year. They have had a lot of success in the past couple of years, making it to the conference tournament. Last year, they went 25-25-1 uh, overall, but 18-8-1 in the conference. And then looking at softball, their season also just about set to get underway as they will be in action for the first time this weekend 
The Fighting Bees will be taking on Hawkeye Community College on Saturday. First game starting at noon and the second game at 2 o'clock p.m. Both of those games will be played in the Ambrose Dome. So very excited to you know see, once again, just how their seasons uh, come about. Last year for softball, they went 25-25, and 12-8 in conference. Both teams made it to the conference tournament. Um, had a little bit of trouble in the conference tournaments these baseball and softball teams did, but they are both stacked with a lot of good talent. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how they do this year. But with that, the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports has come to its end. After this quick station break, it's the volleyball season's beginning, an update on SAU basketball who was trying to make a postseason push, and the reigning national champions working on a repeat. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD 2, 106.1. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The Emergency Communications Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. 
folks, I'm Gabby the Groundhog, and I just love to dig. But if you're planning to dig in your yard, you gotta know Gabby's ground rules. Call Iowa One Call to have your underground utilities marked first. Coming in contact with any utility lines can cause a major inconvenience, serious injury, or even worse. So phone Iowa One Call, and they'll see to it that your underground utilities get marked. It's the only way to dig safely. Know what's below. Call before you dig. 1-800-292-8989. A public service announcement of Iowa One Call. HD2 Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and I'm your host, Ryan Ryan Schistel, pardon me. In the first half of the episode, it was swim and dive, track and field, wrestling, bowling, baseball, and softball. That's right, added a couple extra sports in there as their seasons get set to begin this week. Now in the back half of the episode, it's men's volleyball, basketball, and cheer and dance. Let's get it started talking about the SAU volleyball team that is men's volleyball. As this team started their season this past week. Uh, I don't think anybody would disagree when I say that this season has not necessarily started off quite the way that this team was hoping for, so let's get right into it. Starting it off this past weekend, the Fighting Bees were in St. Louis for the HOA Challenge. To start it off, the Fighting Bees were swept by number 12-ranked Missouri Baptist on Saturday. Later that Saturday, the Bees won three sets to one against Culver Stockton, Missouri, and then went on to drop both games Sunday. Those games that they dropped on Sunday were both losses to the following teams. You had Graceland as the Bees lost three sets to two, and then the Bees dropped to UHSP by the sweep. So after going one and three in St. Louis, the Bees returned home. For the home opener against Augustana, the Bees fell to the Vikings by a score of three sets to one. Then, most recently, meaning Tuesday, the Fighting Bees fell to number 10 William Penn via the sweep once more. Looking back at that win against Culver Stockton on Friday, that game was played at 5 o'clock p.m. The Bees took the first set of the match by a score of 25 to 21 before dropping set two, 25-22. Then, in set three, the Fighting Bees went on to win by a score of 25-20, giving themselves a bit of a lead, well, technically, giving them a lead, but a lead that they would really look to hold on to, and that is exactly what the Bees did, winning set four in dominating fashion by a score of 25-8. So, Looking at some of the overall team stats, 
the Bees totaled 41 kills in the match as there was a tie for first when it came to kills. It was John Gooch and uh, Nick Fox who were both starters and they both tied for kills at 10 apiece. However, the leading scorer, I guess you could say, in terms of points, was Nick Fox. Gooch was two behind. Fox had 13.5 points. Gooch, 11.5. Charlie Flynn also played very well for this Fighting Bees team as he totaled 12 points for the Fighting Bees. So, overall, not too bad, but the Bees do fall once more. So now their overall record sits at not great. One and five, but zero and zero in the conference. They are now 0 and two at home, 0 and two on the road, and one and one in a neutral site. Looking at, you know, what the bees have coming up, really it's not much. They'll be taking on Culver Stockton it looks like, this Tuesday. Actually, no, pardon me. The Bees will not be taking on Culver Stockton. They actually will not have another game this week. They'll be back in action next Friday on February 9th at Morningside in Sioux City at 2.30. So, Fighting Bees not in action for this week. Uh, you know, like I said, though, this Fighting Bee team, 1-5, not the way that, you know, I bet their team was expecting to start off the year. Last year they only picked up 6 wins going 6 and 21, 5 and 8 in the conference and that led or that all came to an end with the Bees losing in the CCA tournament first round against Judson 3 to 1. So, Fighting Bees, you know, start out slow but looking to put their mark on the conference when conference play comes around. The next sport I have to talk about is SAU basketball, as both of the teams, a.k.a. men's and women's, uh, you know, they both had two games this week. So looking at the women's team first, it was a loss to start out the week on Saturday by a score of 72-60. to That game was played at home but Holy Cross comes out with the win. Looking at a breakdown of that game, the Fighting Bees had their player of the game named to Abby Walter, who put up 17 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. Even with the surge of Walter, the Bees' defense had a hard time keeping up as Holy Cross had 4 players reach reach double digits, 3 of which were starters. Then yesterday, the Fighting Bees picked up a home win, 55 to 47, against Calumet, Indiana, at home. Even with the Saints, I'm sorry, even with the Crimson Waves, Destiny Hughes playing well, it wasn't enough to keep up with the Bees. The player of the game for this St. Ambrose team was Ellie Hullabar, who put up 10 points and five rebounds off the bench. Uh, yesterday's game was broadcast on KALA and you know David Meyer was play by play I was color commentary for that game what I can say about that game the score is a lot closer than I thought it would have been uh Kelly Met has still not won 
a conference game yet this year in women's basketball coming into this game. I thought, you know, St. Ambrose had a chance to win that game by 20-plus points, just they couldn't get the lid off the basket. Uh, You know, we talked about it on the broadcast yesterday. It always seemed like they were, you know, a half a step to a step behind defensively, but still good enough to come out with a win. But this Fighting Bees team now sits at 5-13 and overall. They have a conference record of 5-8 and eight in the CCAC. That puts them in 8th place of the conference. Uh, when you look at the conference tournament for men's and women's basketball, only 8 teams make it. So right now the Bees hold that final spot. But, uh, you know, I would very much say that they are not necessarily safe right now. They are very close to, you know, being in a spot where they're they're on the outside looking in. They're only a game above St. Francis. But then you look at the flip side, both Holy Cross and Olivet Nazarene are only two games above the beat. So I feel like there's still a lot that can be determined this year between either moving up in the conference standings or falling down in the conference standings. But right now the Fighting Bees hold that last uh, tournament spot for women's basketball. The Fighting Bee men did not have a great week going 0-2. On Saturday, the Fighting Bees lost to Holy Cross narrowly, 94-91. The Bees had five players reach double digits, with Elgin Bowen and Will Spriggs leading the way with 18 points apiece. It wasn't enough, though, as Holy Cross's Desmond Davey put up 30 points by himself to secure the win for the Saints. Then, yesterday at night, the Fighting Bees fell to Calumet, 70-62. Elgin Bowen Jr. was the B of the game, putting up 13 points, 3 rebounds, an assist, and a steal off the bench. Once again, David Meyer and I were on the call here on KALA. Uh, That time, I was doing play-by-play. David was on the color, and it it was a very interesting game. Game went kind of back and forth to start. Then, all of a sudden, Calumet grabbed a lead, I would say about a quarter of the way into the first half, and they built upon that lead. Trust me, they did. I mean, things had kind of looked a bit gloom for the Fighting Bees until the second half came around. Uh, Really, even the last minute of the first half, Bees had a surge, knocked the lead down to five for the Crimson Wave. Bees come out, you know, back-and-forth battle, just trying to fight for a lead Uh, About midway through the second half, Fighting Bees do obtain the first time that they gain a lead in really a majority of the game. But then Calumet surged back. They took the lead, and the Fighting Bees couldn't get it back. So with that, St. Ambrose's men's team now sits at 11-10 overall and and 8-5 in the CCAC. That puts them currently in sixth place of the conference. And really, just like the women's team... Uh, This is a team that can fall or they can rise extremely fast. Right now, there's a tie for third place between St. Xavier and Indiana Northwest. They're only a game above the Bees. Olivet Nazarene only a half a game above the Bees in fifth place. So, really, there's a lot of movement. I could even argue that the Bees can catch up to Indiana South Bend, who's currently in second place, only two games above the Bees. But looking at who's behind the Bees, Judson only two games behind Uh, Governor State, three and a half games back. So it's going to be very interesting to watch the rest of this basketball season for both the men's and women's teams because they can really rise high or they can fall low 
Uh, just depends on their style of play. Coming up for the Bees, it's two games this week. On Saturday, it's a conference doubleheader at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock p.m. In, Gel- in Elgin, Illinois, as the Fighting Bees take on the Judson Eagles. Then on Wednesday, it's a 5 o'clock start for the women and a 7 o'clock start for the men as they take on the Governor State Jaguars from University Park, Illinois. Now, like I said, these seem to be must-win games for both the men's and women's teams. Uh, first and foremost, good luck to the Bees in those games. But, yeah, just really, you know, they seem like they're must-win games. They seem like games that, you know, if the Bees, if either one of these teams lose both games, it could really hurt. But at the same time, if you win both, it could do a world's difference for these teams. I mean, you know, looking at it right now for the men's team, Governor State and Judson both right behind the Bs in terms of standings. And then for the women's team, Governor State sits in second place. So that's a tough game. But Judson sits second to last in the conference. Bs have a three-game lead on them. So... Realistically, 2-0 obviously is the goal. 1-1 might not be the worst thing in the world for either one of these teams, but 0-2 could really hurt, so good luck to the Bees. Now, finally, as many of you know, both the SAU cheer and dance teams won the national championship last year. They are now both back in action. For the cheer team, it's been a strong season so far, as the Fighting Bees took first place in both the Grandview Viking Classic and the Grandview Invitational. They will be back in action on the 16th in Kansas. The dance team also took first place in both the Grandview Classic and Invitational, and they will also be back in action on the 16th from Kansas. Good luck to both of our reigning national champions, as I I know just talking to a member or two from the cheer and dance teams, there is one goal in mind, and that is to repeat. Uh, These teams made up with spectacular dancers, and cheerleaders, both men and women. Um, and they both, I think, have a very solid chance of repeating. So good luck to them. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speak Sports on KALA. I'll be back next Thursday at 6.30 at p.m. to recap many of the sports talked about here today. As always, past episodes of this program can be found on KALA streaming services such as Spotify. Just look up KALA-FM or Schistel Speak Sports. Before ending tonight's episode, I do have a bit of an announcement. KALA has been nominated for multiple national awards, and we are very excited about it. KALA and SAU-TV have put together a fun day to fundraise some money to send our students, including myself, to the award ceremony held in New York City. Thus, we are putting together an alumni night on February 17th where alum can come get tours of both SAU TV and KALA while also meeting some of our current scholar bees up here at radio. I will be there. We will have appetizers and drinks. I am 99% sure we're going to try to sell some KALA shirts. And, of course, there is nothing forcing you to donate, but anything would be extremely helpful. Uh, We would greatly appreciate it it'd be gracious of you um and uh yeah you know i'm very excited to see the turnout talk to some alum that hopefully come back you know see what's changed between my time here and uh you know time in the past but 
yeah, with that, this episode of Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show on KALA, has come to its end. I'm Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday night, and as always, go bees. Hi, my name is Bob, and I approve this message. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold.